Blog Talk Radio. <coughs> huh? Once a man is black, you smoke like your grandmother. Two hundred days are down, a death to win the view. A shot of fireball, one reaching her to through. A forty hour to the river, and the ice will brew. I'm so bored of doing nothing, but I got nothing to do. So forest up the boiler makers, that's around, is there anything to forest up the boiler makers? Time to knock a bat. Hey, Termuckle Termoral fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sign Guy along with QT Vokes and Randy Zellers with you. Before we jump into it with our guest today, some show notes if you're looking for some wrestling today. You are in luck, there's a lot out there. RWA in Marysville, Tennessee, MPG in Greenfield, Indiana, AWR in Indianapolis, PWX in Cedar Point, Illinois, AWP in Uvalde, Texas, and Sabotage Wrestling in San Antonio, Texas. So get out there, support your local independent pro wrestling. So without any further ado, I want to welcome... Our two guests back to the show today. We have with us Max Sterling and making his return to the show after almost a decade, Ogo. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much to both of you for being here. Thanks for having us. Well, I have to start out with this question. Ogo, are you all right? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, oh. He's always all right. Oh. <laughs> Hogo, yeah, for I'm the all, people I'm that... All right. I'm all right, man. I'm doing well. All right, right. I'm glad for the people lot, unaware. Hogo not only is coming back from uh, spinal surgery and he's easing his way back into things, his <laughs> eyeball popped out in a match on Friday and he had to stuff it back in there. But I'm glad you're doing well, glad you are not seriously hurt, and I'm very, very glad that you're on the men and coming back and getting back to what you do. Thank you, man. It's been a long time, and I feel a lot better now. Good, good. Now, Mac, we talked the last time you were on this show a few months ago about Pogo managing you and being a mentor to you now that he's getting back into the thick of things and he's wrestling his own matches again when you look back on the time that you had him as the manager and he was kind of exclusive to that what do you think you best learned from Pogo Uh, just bring awareness man Uh, with with Pogo on your side, you know what I mean? He's always uh, rooting on for you, you know, when you're, when he's outside the ring or he's trying to uh, tell you how to get out of the move or, you know, when, and uh, he just 
Yeah, just ring awareness, man. He's uh, he's very intelligent when it comes to the ring. That he is indeed. Now, Pogo, you, since you uh, were out for a while with the surgery, when you started coming back, you not only were seen in the crowd at several shows, just watching the shows as a fan, but you also dipped your toe into a couple of roles that you didn't normally do, such as refereeing, and, of course, uh, you were max manager for several weeks while you recovered. What was it like experiencing things from positions that you don't normally hold? It was definitely a learning experience. You know, I've always been physical. And um, when it was taken from me, I thought it was forever. And um, I went to give up. But I was only gone maybe a month and a half before I knew that uh, I still had something to offer. So I came back and I figured I'll help. I'll be a mentor, you know, to some of the guys. And, I, you know, I could still call the spots. Uh, I could tell you, you know, what move to hit. Um, like Max said, I'll tell you how to, you know, get out of certain moves. Um, I'll tell you when to move out of the way. Um, but I've learned, um, I guess, to be more reserved. Um Doing the, the mentor spot. Uh, hey, he's a great ref, I, I, too. I started to like it. You know, it was, it was, it was, I started to like it, but I really missed the, uh, the physicality of the ring. And then uh, the referee, that was really cool. Um, I had never really gotten to do that before, and uh, I really enjoyed learning, learning that one. Um, I like to do, you know, everything I can as often as possible. I don't, you know, referee, um, wrestle, whatever. I just want to be involved. He did a great job refereeing too. I got to watch him. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Pogo, you've been around for a very, very long time, so it's different for you, uh, having experience in the industry than it would be someone just starting out. But when you started doing referee duties and you started managing, did you go to anyone that had been more prominent in those roles, someone that did that full-time to get any advice, or did you just go on your own experiences and do it based on that? Uh I've always paid attention to everything when I started wrestling. Uh, I was, I, everything, was, you know, excited me. So I would watch, you know, the referees and how they would interact and how um, they would be uh, on top of the situation. Um, and I just paid a lot of attention. Uh, Ollie Tharp, uh, Toby Lee. Uh, Tommy Two Shoes, you know, I, I'd watch all of them over the years. And uh, just, you know, uh, Mr. B, Bill Holcomb, uh, I watched all of them and just paid a lot of attention. Um, I don't know at all, and I don't know nearly as much as they know, but I'm willing to learn. 
Well, I believe you were doing a good job based on what I was able to watch, and I was trying to keep tabs on you during that stretch for sure. Now that Pogo has had a few matches, none of which included me, and I wanted to be the first match back, but that's neither here nor there. But since he's been backed, have you been looking at the future with Pogo? Do you think that you and he will eventually team up and form a tag team to keep the relationship going, or do you see him still managing you as time goes by? Where do you see the future with him? Um, As far as tagging and stuff like that, man, like uh, Pogo's always been a loner, you know what I mean, other than Don Basher and Apocalypse. But, uh, you know, and I'm a singles competitor, so, um, you know, we still talk. uh, You know what I mean? I can always learn from him. And, you know, he's been there since day one. So, you know, I mean, of course I'm going to continue to learn. And, you know, but as far as in-ring, he uh, he's on his own quest right now. And I think, you know, I'm going to go online. And then uh, if I need anything, I know he's always there. So that's how that is. Pogo, he mentioned, of course, the previous tag teams, Apocalypse. Actually, the last time you were on this show called in, and the two of you discussed having been a team. And, of course, anyone that is a fan of you or of Midwest Wrestling would be aware of your tag team with Don Basher, who got you into the business Now that you are at this stage in your career and you're coming back from the injury and you're looking at the landscape of things, do you think that tag team wrestling is something that you're going to want to delve into a little more often than what you had previous to the injury, or do you still see yourself doing a solo run? I've never had any, you know, problems um, with, you know, wrestling in any type of matches. Um, tag, singles, scrambles, battle royals, I just I just want to wrestle. So I'm open to, you know, tags or anything. I'm, I'm open for it all. I just want to fight. You know, I've, I've got, I've been, and back in August, I was told I was done, and I've got something to prove, you know. So I'll fight everybody, no matter what kind of a match I'm in. You know, so I got friends, I got people I like, I got people I don't like. You know, if it's a situation cause for me to have a partner, I'm I'm down. Now, one of the people that you did tag team with at one point is someone that uh, very sadly, like yourself, had to step away due to injury. Uh, She has still been on the shelf. But you and Cameron Starr formed an intergender team at one point, and you uh, were battling the likes of Madman Pondo and his valet. What was it like teaming with someone like Cameron Starr, who, like yourself, had been around the Midwest scene for a long time, had tons of respect, and had a lot of experience? 
uh, I was I was actually honored when she finally you know when she agreed to that. Um, I'd always respected her. Um, she was a big uh, a big deal in women's wrestling in the Midwest for many years. Um, she was the top of the game. Um, she was she's a killer. Uh, all her strikes are just amazingly amazingly hard. Uh, when she, you know, when we came together, that was, I thought that was just the coolest thing. She actually hit me so hard that it was the first time I ever experienced the seeing a bunch of little stars gimmick that I didn't (laughs) realize was an actual thing until she hit me. All those little stars morphed into one giant star and then that faded and there was Cameron star and then here came another form right at me <laughs> uh, yeah she was uh, she had some really 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 snug forearms uh, her chops with everything she had was really snug when she hit you you knew it uh, I really appreciated that uh, I, I've always been you know a big fan of the, the physicality so uh I'm just glad she wasn't hitting me that night. I'm glad, too. You may have had to have surgery earlier if she had. (laughs) I I probably would have. I probably would have. Mac, like you were saying, you're a singles competitor, so I don't know if you'd be uh, in an intergender tag, but intergender wrestling is something that has been a topic of discussion over the last few years amongst people in and out of the wrestling business. There's proponents on either side of it. Have you done a lot of intergender matches? Um, I did a couple, and I'm not opposed to it. You know, like uh, like Coco uh, was saying, you know. Uh, a lot of women hit a hit. Their strikes are a lot more snug than men. So, you know what I mean? I would rather them be on my side than, you know, somebody else. <laughs> you know, and them against me. So, I'm definitely down for intergenerative matches. Truly noted. Now, Cameron, like I said, is not active due to injury. But if you want someone that's fairly close to striking ability... Mickey Knuckles also hits very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does very, very hard. She's hitting the scene really hard right now, so she's doing good. Absolutely. And from personal experience, I put her right next to Cameron Starr as far as hardest I've ever been hit in my life. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just done that one. <clears throat> Well, guys, at this point, my co-host Randy Zellers is with us, and I'm sure Randy's got some questions for you guys, so I'm going to pass things to him. All right. Thank All you. right. Hey, how you guys doing? Mac and Pope, good. how y'all Hi, doing? Uh, good. Oh, no, doing pretty good, man. Pogo. Yeah, Pogo. Yeah. My bad, man. <laughs> it's all right, brother. It's all right. Everybody gets yeah. one. That was yours. Yeah, I mean, hey, I've been, uh, I mean, I've been going through a lot of personal things, you know, outside of wrestling that, 
And I understand, now, brother. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was like my first time back actually doing some interviews. <laughs> so welcome back, man. I'm honored Yay, to be here. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, all I got to say, um, all I got to say, Mac, I have to say, was, because I I was watching the um, your match, and it was an I quit match, and it was in the cage. Man, bro, that that spot, I mean, the spot where <laughs> where you're just pretty much just taking them around the cage, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I mean, just all I had to say was in the end, then you got robbed. That's fucked up. I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. Got, I mean, I mean, and I can understand why that you're better off as a singles competitor. Yeah. I can, you know, you know, walking alone and stuff like that. Hey, I go, hey, I go through that mess too. I got bad luck with yeah. tag team partners. Sign guy knows. <laughs> 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 but, but, but my current tag team, okay, it it's cool. It. it it's yeah. cool. I get to tell the crowd to Word. shut up, all that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um but yeah, but um but you guys are opening up and by opening up and all that stuff, you guys can have uh fans in, in your venue. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still social uh, distance and masks are mandatory. Yeah, mass mandatory. We're still being careful, man. Still being careful. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, all I gotta say is, I mean, during the I mean, during this pandemic and everything else, all I had to say was watching wrestling was pretty boring. I mean, I'm just putting that one out there because you know I hear fans broadcasting, you know, all that. But, yeah. but even with the even with the independence, you know, we have to be careful. It was yeah. I have to say it was not a good it was not a good year for anybody. I mean people had plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bad all the way around, brother. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you guys got plans for any traveling in the near future? Uh, I'm working on mine, man. I'm, I got, I got something to prove. So I'm, yes. I'm trying to go as many places as possible, man. Hey, I just that's fight. right. I want to fight. <laughs> that's right. I mean, hey, try Jesus, not you, because <laughs> you'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, that hey, that's the way hey, that's the way I'm planning on it too, you know. Plan on stacking up some money and plan on just go uh, going from state to state, you know. Word. Yeah, that's cool, man. man. That's cool. You just gonna you just gonna go every place you can work. Um, I mean, I've I've worked in Idaho and I've worked in um in uh, Oregon a couple times. Mainly Washington. Right on, man. I'm happy for you, brother. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I'm... Yeah. I mean, how about how about you guys? I mean, you guys worked um, anywhere outside your neck of the woods? 
Uh, I've been working anywhere outside my neck of the woods for a little while. Uh, for the last year, uh, I've been rehabbing some spine surgery, and then uh, we had the, uh, the first half of 2020 shut everything else down. So I haven't been doing nothing recently. But I, as I'm getting healthier and everything, and uh, that's I'm definitely going to be looking at as many places out state as I can. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. That's I, what's I, up. I miss I mean, the travel. I miss the travel a lot. I used to do it all the time, and I miss yep. it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I bet, man. I mean, I, I know how that traveling is, you know, packing how you just it. packing it up. Jumping in with your boys and stuff and just going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yep. I mean, I before like the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, before, I mean, before, before everything then blew up and everything else, I mean, um, What's, what restaurant did you guys like stopping at, like after a show? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. It depends on who you ask. You could ask this guy. Oh, Taco Bell. Totally Max Joy, <laughs> like you said, he likes the Taco Bell. That's, that's his favorite place to go. Hey, Taco Bell. My favorite place to go is any place that's not Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> No, when he's doing this, when, when he's driving, brother, that he's in charge. We go to Taco Bell. I'm sweating it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't tripping on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taco. Hey, Taco Bell. Hey, them crunch wraps. Hey, them suckers be flapped in. <laughs> I ain't hey, lying. Like he's got oh, a, the one oh, he's yeah. That's good. Yeah, here's the way he orders. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking, brother. Ha, ha. <laughs> but, uh, hey. Now, you, the way he orders his, uh, his Taco Bell, he will order, like, uh, I don't know, five different items, but he customizes them. Like, it's like 20 different things he has done to it. <laughs> and I would just listen to him for, for, like, a year and a half. I would just listen to him. Just ordering it, and I wasn't paying no attention. And one time I had him order for me. And you know what he's talking about. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. I was I was impressed. I thought he was just out of his mind. But he does, he does know himself about It's just a $20 yeah. order for one person when he orders it, though. Hey. <laughs> it's worth it, though. It's worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking, man. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> yeah, but ain't nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with customizing your order and stuff like that. I mean, hey, you get it the way. Hey, you paying for it? <laughs> right, right. It was, you good. Know. It was good. I didn't yeah. know what I was talking about. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right, because you can't remember the time that you wasn't even wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that all the time. I'm wrong most of the time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just nobody around there. Before the pandemic, we would go inside, and they would know my order before I'd even say anything. So. Right? Yeah, so, you know, and 
They know me very well. <laughs> man, that's what. Hey, man, that's what's up, man. I mean, I mean, before the pan, I mean, before the pandemic, I mean, if I was going out to like Spokane or anything, but yeah. it was more like who I who depends on who I was riding with. Then you know, I mean, sometimes we either go to this place called Dick's, That's like Burger Joint. That's like one of those. It, it kind of reminds you of In and Out Burger, or kind of like a kind of like that dive um, drive drive-in burger joint. Oh, right you on. know, we yeah, yeah, we do that, or or um, you know, or taco 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 bell. <laughs> I was about to say taco smell, but I was like, no, 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 that taco smell. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound. That sounds pretty good to me. Yep. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite restaurant is always closed by the time I, you know we leave a show. That's rallies, but it's always closed. So. Oh, so rallies! Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, my that's my favorite place. Mm-hmm. Rallies or um, I know the uh, the the Waffle House, but I know my parents call it the Awful House. I love yeah. that when I go down <laughs> when I go down south and. Oh, uh, y'all keep that. Y'all keep that. I, I don't want to. Uh, 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 <laughs> that or uh, no Denny's. Because Denny's, like, it's, uh, I mean, it's nice to hang out with everybody there, but it's, the food is just not, uh, it doesn't agree with the stomach. Yeah, you know? yeah I hear you on that one. <laughs> Denny's, yeah, that's. I mean, if I go to Denny's, I'm always going to get the biscuits and gravy. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because... blame you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Philly cheesesteak guy from Denny's. I like the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, the Philly cheesesteak is good. Man, I just like It is going that. in. <laughs> yep. It, 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 right. It is going in, but <laughs> coming out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's some crazy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, shoot. Well, shoot, man. Shoot. Um, I'm not sure. Whatever. Uh, I don't have nothing on. I don't have really nothing on my mind. Oh, there's another thing. Um. So um, are y'all going to be uh, watching the NXT um, In Your House Takeover tonight? I thought about watching a little bit of it. Yeah, or recording. I don't know. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about just watching some of it and just seeing, just just seeing, but shoot, just a lot of crazy mess is happening around wrestling these days. It's yeah. like it's like they're putting out so much news you can't keep up. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean shoot. Yep. You can watch the news well, one minute and then the next day they're talking about ten other things that nobody's even heard yet, so yeah, just, and then yeah. they re, they just fired all these guys who were main event, you know what I mean, caliber. Yeah, yeah. They just, you know, 
and like, then yeah, and then they all try to be like, oh, oh, we need to bring them back. We need to bring them back. I'm like, man, you don't know how many people want to get out of their contract, get out of their WWE contract. Yeah. I mean, like, after all that, they still they still won't let Jeff Hardy go. Right. He wants to go with his <laughs> brother, don't he? Yeah. Over to AEW. Yep. And then yeah, he, he, he was on a losing streak for a while, and he finally just uh, won, like, last week or something. Yep. Against uh, uh, one of the guys, I don't remember. Oh, uh, what was it, the private party or whatever? No, he was, uh, he faced, uh, he was part of the Hurt Business, him and... Uh, oh, you talking about... um. Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. Finally got yeah. to be Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that hurt business. Now, I like that faction. They kind of remind too. me I of the black. They need to get the right players in there. Yeah, they remind me of the black version of the Faux Hostman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because but they were... they they need a uh, they need somebody like uh, Sasha Banks. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? or uh, something to look at. Yeah, no, not really look at, but you know, what I mean, just some well, uh, some different talent. You know. Well, yeah, and yeah, and she be talking too. Oh yeah, no, you wouldn't She's just quite... be in the talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was quite the talker, and so is um, you know what? And so I have to say, Ricochet—they couldn't give—they didn't really give Ricochet all that much opportunity. No, they haven't. Which like they, he, uh... which they should. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even when he was in uh. Oh, what was it? Um, oh, like NXT and shit. No, not NXT. Uh, when he was Prince. Uh, oh, Prince Puma. Prince, Prince Puma. Puma yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lucha Underground. Back then. Yeah, he, I mean, he was so great, you know, and then yeah. he went to NXT and WWE, you know, and at first he, you know, got some opportunities, and now they just, I don't think they use them right, man. No, they're using them There's right. So it's like with Aleister Black. He has so much potential, but yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, they just fought him, so. Yeah, they messed up. They totally dropped the ball on him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, anyway, uh, well, guys. Same thing with Andrade. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, they definitely messed up with Andrade. They definitely—they was talking about that he couldn't speak the English language. I was like, he can speak English. They did pretty good. Sure. Yeah, and that was pretty good that he spoke. I mean, the way that he spoke English was pretty good. But I have to say, I think if Andrade would have came, would have just came out on his own without no. Vicky Guerrero, 
I think that yeah. would have been better on him. Yeah, because he's always because, had, like, Zelina Vega, you know. Yeah, because he got that WWE clout, because everyone that got that shine from WWE, they can go anywhere else, and then, you know, the crowd's still going to pop for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need well, whatever they yeah. call for. Yep, I heard that. Well, shoot. It's about time for me to get off here, and um, it's time for me to transfer you over to to the Jim Cornette listening experience, watching and critiquing that the man, the mayhem, and full of chaos, Mister QT. QT, take it away, brother. Well, that, well, thank you, uh, Randy. <coughs> hello, Mister Portal, sure. and hello, Mister Sterling. Hello, buddy. how you doing, QT? Oh, very good. Welcome back to the show after a long absence. Yes. Thank you. But, uh, Mr. Sterling, I'd like to emphasize that Randy Zellers uh, has downplayed how much he has gone to Denny's. He used to go there in high school quite a bit, dressed all in black like a goth kid in South Park, how they go to Denny's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things, you know, he doesn't want to be known, so. Yes, Randy has been known to drink a whole pot of coffee at Denny's with his other kids, or at least in high school, and read poetry by Edgar Hill. I've got this oh, from wow. my recipe. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, Pogo, I'd like to start my questions with a joke. How do you make the Venetian blind? I'm sorry, Brett, I didn't hear you. Uh, uh, I'm going to start out my questions with a joke. How do you make a Venetian blind? I don't know. How do you make a Venetian blind? You poke him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, is that well, is that like a reference to me? Is, is that what that is? It could that be. It's yeah. kind of what it sounds like. Oh, so QT, are you my are you ribbing Pogo? Funny to you? I'm, I'm my eyeball popping out funny to you? Are you poking uh, the beast? <laughs> I I I, po- I poked uh, let's say mini beast mini beast yeah. on the show before. Yes. I poke with a very long stick so I can get a head start at a getaway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, That's a good gotta, idea. He's got to put his eye back in socket first, so you got a little oh, bit okay. of head start. Oh, no, we'll take no time. I'll push that in quick. <laughs> well, Pogo, did you know that one of, one of the uh, best – rock and roll uh, singers of all time, David Bowie once got into a childhood fight and a guy punched him in the eye. And since then, that eye had changed uh, colors. He has two different color eyes, David Bowie. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, okay. Did you yourself one time consider using any David Bowie songs as your entrance music? 
based on this ne- high interest? Never. Never. Oh. Never. I'm I'm just now recently, you know, getting into uh different rock music. Growing up that really wasn't wasn't my style, my genre of uh, music and everything. So I David Bowie was never a uh, a thought in my head yeah. for, any, for any music. Oh, okay. All right. At one point, he was working with guitarist Mick Ronson, and uh, it was this at this stage, uh, he made an album, I think an album called Spiders from Mars, and he was known as the Thin White Duke, David Bowie. Yes, the Thin White Duke. Oh, wow. I didn't know that name. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, David Bowie is very interesting. Yes. He once did uh, a Christmas song with Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. What song was that? I think it was called uh, Peace on Earth, that Christmas song. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, you can go on YouTube and look up David Bowie, Bing Crosby sings Christmas song. That'll be your homework assignment. I'll definitely do that. Oh, my homework? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, I'll do it after okay. Well, Mr. Sterling, Randy mentioned uh, your uh, cage match. I quit uh, with at the WCWO Outlaw Arena. My question is, usually you have to have some bitter run-ins or very fantastic competitions with your opponent uh, prior to a cell match with him or her, kind of like uh, uh, tennis with Rafael Nadal and Yvonne Djokovic, <laughs> Nadal and Djokovic in tennis. Okay. Well, the question is, how many times prior to the cage match had you met Jordan James? Oh, wow. Uh, in my short career, me and Jordan James have been in that ring more than anybody. So, uh, I say probably 10 times. Ooh, 10 times yeah. before the cage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in We've had a dispatch over the years. Well, in your, in your 10 times before the cage match, what was your career record against Jordan James? I'm pretty sure it's not that good. He seems to get the upper hand every time. <laughs> uh, uh, he's got a manager that likes to uh, sneak his way in the ring and, you know, give a low blow or hit somebody with a kendo stick or, you know, like uh, he's pretty good at cheating. <laughs> oh, boy. What is the name of that manager? Have you Have you found out the name name of him? Uh, skull Crusher. Skull Crusher. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Mack, at the one minute and 52 second mark, you had Jordan backed into a corner and you gave him a hard knife edge chop. My question is, say you were in the ring and Jordan was a female, who would you most hate to be in a steel cage ma- match with with woman-wise, to give you a knife-edge chop at the one minute and 52-second mark. 
would it be a lady called Cameron Starr, as Sign Guy alluded to before? Um, Cameron was way before my time. <laughs> so, uh, but as far as uh, new talent, young talent, I think um, Billy Stark or uh, Alice Crowley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Mr. Mack, this was the first time that I saw a steel cage match in with which both competitors wore four elbow pads. My question is, how much did your pad cost, and do you have empathy now with Major League Baseball pitchers and their elbow problems by throwing 98-mile-per-hour fastballs? Do you have empathy with them? <laughs> is this legitimate? Like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, you do I empathize That's with them? Uh, I can see how, you know, they'd have to ice down after pitching 100 pitches or so. Uh, but So I empathize with them a little bit. But throwing a chop and uh, throwing a baseball two different things. <laughs> so, but, yes, I empathize with that. Okay. How much did your elbow pads cost? Um, I get hit in the head a lot. I don't really remember. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I thought maybe that perhaps you had been pumped in the head by an angry waitress at Denny with a coffee pot when when your goth kids got out of control. That's that was my yes. Yeah, they said Randy was. called in and had him uh, had her do it. So. Oh okay. Apparently he has a personal you know relationship with one of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Mister Mac, in that cage match uh, with Mister James. At any time prior to the bell ringing, did you plan on snatching the Christmas hat with the white ball on top off the ring announcer and selling it on eBay? I hadn't thought of it at the time, but now that you mention it, uh, yeah, I probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to make ends meet during Christmas time, oh, yes. Definitely. Okay. It's just, personally, I have something against ring announcers wearing festive Christmas hats. I don't know what it is. Yes, I think it should be outlawed. Okay. Maybe something from childhood, maybe at one yes. of the malls. <laughs> yes, I think the Christmas tree yeah. collapsed on Yes. I hear they okay. have a group for that. <laughs> group therapy. Well, yes, okay. sir. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, Pogo, the British Bulldogs had Matilda the Bulldog as a mascot, and Coco Beware had Frankie the Parrot. And I believe Tara on TNA had a tarantula. Uh, Okay. Uh, My question is, who would you choose as a mascot 
uh, would it be like uh, uh, Arnold Ziffel the pig in the 1960s sitcom Green Acres? Could you see Arnold Ziffel the pig? Can I say Arnold Ziffel the pig? Yeah. Arnold Ziffel was a pig on Green Acres. Could you see, could you see yourself adopting like a pig as like a? Uh, uh, no, not a pig. I wouldn't adopt a pig. Uh, I don't. I don't like pigs like that. I mean, they're good to eat, but that's as far as I go. Um, I would. He loves bacon. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna adopt a cat. That's cool. A cat? Okay. Yeah, I could do a cat. Those are easy would to carry you, around. Would your family say that you could, you might be uh, have a better than a fifty fifty chance of choosing a Shetland pony? Shetland pony. <laughs> um, no, no, that's they know that's not going to happen. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mister Sterling, in Russia, men never give in an give an even amount of flowers to a woman. It is considered bad luck to give a woman an even amount of flowers, and this is associated with funerals, which is ironic because among men who have gone through a bad divorce marriage, uh, it's, it's like a prelude to a funeral financially. My question is, has wrestling ever held a marriage in the WCWO outlaw arena? That's what I'm getting at. Have they, now what's the question? Have you ever seen a marriage in the WCWO outlaw arena where the groom gives an even amount of flowers to the bride? That's what I'm asking. Uh, Yeah, no. Can't say that I have. Okay. Were you a big fan? of the WWE wedding of Billy and Chuck, where no flowers were exchanged. Uh, Some women don't like flowers. No, okay. And the men don't like flowers in Russia, especially in even amounts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe something's wrong with them. Well, that that could be. Yes. I think they got group therapy therapy for that too. So <laughs> that and matching has uh, Christmas hats off ring announcers. Yes. Yes. Even oh, okay. uh, an eye socket popping out in the middle of a match. I, there's a group therapy for that too as well. No, no, there's not. You hear that, Pogo? <laughs> I, I don't think there is. I think that's just something just made up. We will create one, okay? Me and you are the first two members. Oh, so you want me to pop your eyeball out? You did. Do you want to be part of it, Jason? Well, one I... guy. <laughs> I don't think nobody wants your eyeball popped out. I, I, I've had my own issues with brutal eye injuries, as Pogo can attest to. <laughs> yeah. So you want to be well, part of the therapy? Well, I, I, you and Pogo are going to be there. I would join. Sounds like fun, then. Well, Mr. Sterling, I'd say Tugboat and Typhoon 
as well as Yokozuna, the great Kali, and Haystack Calhoun, and throw in Andre the Giant, they were considered the apex size people in their ring careers. Let's say apex wrestlers as far as weight. Now, the next step down in size might be called the max beta size. Among the people that fill the max beta size, in my opinion, would be like the one-man gang, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, and Big Cat Ernie Ladd. The next step down in in the size that I would probably have to create would be the uh, uh, the uh, now let me say uh, alpha beta oh yeah Charlie size the Charlie size and I would say that this weight would be 180 to 225 pounds. What would you consider the Charlie size? And can you give three examples that instantly pop into your mind? of the WWE superstars or Ring of Honor that fits the Charlie size? Bret Hart. Uh, Doink. (laughs) Doink? uh, Well, I don't know about Doink. I'm not real sure if he was over to something. And then... uh, Who do we have today? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yes, it all all, uh, considers or what you consider chart size. I I consider it or might try to start a Charlie sized competition uh, weight group from 180 to 225. Anything below. Like, uh, 205 live. Like, that, like the cruiserweight. Oh, okay. <laughs> cruiserweight. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Sterling, the B-52s once told an interview, uh, and they were asked a question, when exactly did the B-52s start? And uh, the lead singer, Fred Snyder, said, it probably happened on in October 9th in 1976 when the B-52s were pretty much born. Kate Strickland said in this interview that we were all at this Chinese restaurant, and, and she said, what was the name of it? And the, and the guitar player, Ricky Wilson, said, Hunan. And Kate said, yeah, there's not like there's too many Chinese restaurants to choose from in Athens in the late 70s. And we had this flaming volcano. You know the one of those big tropical drinks with about six straws in it. And then uh, Fred Schneider, the lead singer, said, yes, we got real tipsy uh, at, at the restaurant with the flaming volcano. And after the meal... We went over to this friend's house, and Kate continues and said, yes, we just started playing these instruments. And then the drummer said, yes, the song we wrote that night was called Killer Bees. It was about a bus. It was about a bus being chased by killer bees. And Ricky, uh, uh, one of the other members of the band, explained, This bus was run off into a river 
and all the people got eaten by piranhas. And then the killer bees form into a theater where these people are watching a movie and they attack them. He said it was a true story. My question is, did you like the tag team of Jumpin' Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair, the killer bees? <laughs> All that to just to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was a good history lesson, though. I enjoyed listening. I did too. I did too. I oh, wait, for, the, uh, <laughs> for, for that, the uh, question that comes in. But uh, I like that. Uh, I like the way you did everything leading up to it. But yeah. No. Not uh, uh, okay, I don't not really know. <laughs> we might just yeah. remind Mr. Sterling that Jumpin' Jim Bronzel was a state record holder in high school in the high jump, and one of our best watershed moments in turnbuckle history was when we interviewed B. Brian Blair. We asked him the hard questions. That's awesome. I was a big fan of his when I was younger. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, guys, we got a few minutes left in the show, and I want to make sure that both of you have time to plug and promote anything you would like, say anything you would like. Pogo, you're the veteran. I'll let you go first. Anything you want to throw out there, social medias, merchandise shows, your favorite ice cream shop, anything, floor is yours. Yeah, to support, you know, professional wrestling. Uh, come to see WCBO Professional Wrestling, Wild Championship Wrestling Outlaws, every Friday night, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue. Uh, we have a, a Facebook page. Just type in WCBO or Wild Championship Wrestling Outlaws. Uh, I'm looking for um, to get back and into the fight. So that's all I got to say. Max, same deal for you. Anything you want to say, plug and promote, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, I really want to promote this. Uh, we're having the first uh, Don Basher Memorial Show, June 25th and 26th at the Outlaw Arena. Uh, so many people are going to be there. Uh, retired wrestlers. We're friends of Don's. And, and, you know what I mean? It's going to be people from his last class he taught people from the first class he taught you know what i mean it's gonna be a great weekend so please come out enjoy that um if you want to get hold of uh max or me for bookings just hit me up on facebook it's usually what i'm on uh either go to max sterling or you can look me up at roger o'connor and uh, I appreciate the time you've given it and all the questions you guys asked, man. I love being on your show. So thank you guys have, for allowing me and Pogo to be on here. Very good. I have one more plug, brother. Uh, Primitive Pro Wrestling in Bedford, Indiana, the first, third, and fifth Saturdays of every month. Uh, Kamala Jr. runs that. 
Uh, you can find them on Facebook and Premier Pro Wrestling as well. Yes, as well as DCCW, July 19th. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I want to thank both of you very, very much for taking time to be with us. Both of you know that you're always welcome here. And I don't think I'll be able to make that memorial show, but I will definitely be there in spirit. And I hope the place gets sold out for Basher uh, both nights for sure. Thank Thank you you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for the platform. Yes. All right, fans, definitely every Friday night you can go to 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis. That is where you can find Pogo and Max Sterling pretty much every week. So do that. Pogo is often out and about in Bedford. Mac hits a number of promotions. So if you know they're going to be near you, buy yourself a ticket. Go support them. Hope that Pogo doesn't get poked in the eye during the match, but <laughs> definitely get out there and support them and what they do. And Randy, you have anything you want to plug this week? Uh, let's see here. All I know is um, Northwest Pro. We're going to be back in. I mean, we're going to be back in the swing of things on the 25th. We're going to be doing our battle at the mall show in Port Orchard, Washington, and then tomorrow, and then that next day, we will be going to the Keeping the Pacific Center and doing a wrestling show over there. That's all that I pretty much got. All right, and my understanding is we might have a surprise guest on the 26th at the Civic Center, so keep your eyes and your ears peeled for the announcement of a surprise guest. Yeah, I've heard some rumors, but I'm not going to speculate it, and I'm not going to go into it, but I heard something. I did, too, but I'm not the the one to jump out there with the information before the promotion's ready, so I'll keep that under my hat, but definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled for the announcement. Get out there, support your local independent pro wrestling. There's a lot happening this week. Shows are returning left and right in front of crowds again, so make sure you are finding your local wrestling and supporting it as they come back. We will talk to you next week. Next Friday we have Tim Horner Jr. on the show, and then one week from this very day we will be joined by legendary world-class championship wrestling superstar, as well as Lucha Libre legend Solomon Grundy. That should be an outstanding time, so make sure you have plans to be with us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right.